Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Champumogyong. Champumogyong, Book 13 The Completion of Restoration and the Settlement of Channel Guk. Chapter 3 True Parents' Philosophy of Life and Their Public Life. Section 1. True Parents' Philosophy of Life A philosophy based on true love. True parents walked the model course that all people will have to go. More than anything, they demonstrated their philosophy of life, of true love centered on God. True parents set the example that we should emulate in the age of Chanukuk. Out of their love for God, they took on the course of restoration through indemnity. They did not avoid a life of suffering. True parents had to pioneer that path which no one had gone before, even going to the very bottom of hell. Even when they were in situations that others would have tried to avoid, true parents practiced true love in order to liberate God and all people. Moreover, they even forgave and embraced their enemies who had wanted to kill them, and the incomparable suffering they endured moved even the heart of God. True Father gave and gave again. He invested completely and forgot about it. Even while undergoing forced labor at the Hungnam fertilizer plant, where starvation and the menace of death hovered constantly, he shared his meager ration, which was as life itself, with other inmates. He always shouldered the heaviest burdens and carried other people's burdens on their behalf. True Mother also, when she encountered members in difficult circumstances, always loved them and offered help. True parents consistently gave away what was most precious to them. This has been their way of life. My philosophy of life is to live for the sake of others. Wherever I go, I go there to live for the sake of others. And I totally invest with sincere devotion to create oneness. When I invest more than 100%, oneness comes. When people experience the love of heaven more intensely than the love of their parents or siblings, they are bound to leave the realm of Satan's love and advance to the side of heaven. Whatever your actual stage of life, you can double the principled power you can draw on when you connect to the providential view of God's process of recreation. That way you can inherit everything with the authority of God's sons and daughters. As God invested in creating, you need to invest to bring oneness. Furthermore, anyone who receives should never cause any harm to the one who gave. As an expression of gratitude, you must always return more than you received. Then perpetual circular motion is possible, making a relationship between you and the great universe. If you have two things, do not give the inferior one to your parents and keep the better one for yourself. After comparing, if you take the better one, you will descend following the tradition of the fallen world. However, if you take the lesser one, you will be elevated without fail. Thus, you need to love God first and then love your sons and daughters. If you do so, hell will disappear. The world where you give the better one to your parents and the next one to your children is filled with the hope for high noon settlement. This should be the basis of your philosophy of life. The same principle applies to me. 
When I have something precious, I do not think of keeping it for myself. Instead, I first think of offering it to God and then of bequeathing it to future descendants. I understand that you love me. I also love you. Yet my love for you is centered on God. I love you through His love. His love is for all humanity. It is not love that should dwell only within the Unification Church. Hence, in order to plant that love and spread it throughout the world, I cannot help but send you out to the world. The reason why I want you Unification Church members to go a sacrificial way is to make you people who can contribute to bearing the fruit of love that represents a global standard and thereby be loved by all humanity as well as by God. The goal of the Unification Church is to create people who are loved by God and by humankind. You are not supposed to be loved and respected only within the Unification Church. That is why, rather than loving you only in the realm of the Unification Church, I want to love you in the realm of love of all humanity and God. That is the kind of teacher I am trying to be. Religions until now have not presented this viewpoint. To lead like this, I must become the example and substantiate my philosophy of life. I do not like to wear a suit. Ordinarily, I do not wear a tie. Why is that? By not wearing suits and ties, I can save up to 10% of my household budget. I want to save that money. I am striving day and night to save countless people who are dying of starvation. The fact that a person with this philosophy exists on earth even if I am the only such person, should be a hopeful sign for humanity living on earth. That is how I think. When I go to a hotel, the room is well set up and has a bathroom. There are a lot of towels in the bathroom, but if I use one, it is always the smallest one. I never once use the largest fluffy towel, the one the size of a rug. It is because I want to save the expense of laundering that towel. I think that saving even one penny will help people who are dying of starvation. When I am in my house, I do not put on socks. Saving money on socks is an expression of my sincere desire to help people who do not have money to buy clothes. By investing my sincere heart like this, I am trying to pioneer the path to save people who live in misery. Truly, to live up to the name of true parents is fearful. Throughout the course of my life, I have been thinking, how do I become a person who is able to shed tears of a totally new kind, totally different from the tears of others, tears that no one has ever before shed in front of God? How do I become the man whom God feels sympathy for, the man whom God hopes for, the man who walks the path that human beings should have originally gone? My philosophy of life is that before I die, I will shed tears of a new kind, tears that no one has ever been able to shed. Some people die for the sake of other human beings, but if a person dies for the sake of God, God will never be able to forget that person even after the flow of thousands upon thousands of years. When I die, I must die in that position, having that content of heart. If I die while being whipped and vomiting blood for God, the pain and distress that God will feel and the tears of sorrow he will shed over me will be far greater than anything I have suffered. Nevertheless, I want to survive and triumph over my suffering in order that God will be able to come out of his painful circumstances. 
For this, I am willing to suffer more than anyone else in history. Up to the present day, this has been my lifetime wish and hope. I hope that many people in the world are going this path, but I have not yet found anyone among them who has a heart with my kind of intensity. Ours is a world of infinite potential for development, but when people live only for themselves, not knowing how to respect the people and things in their environment, they encounter a limit. The way to break through that limit is to first establish God as the center of our life and as our guide. Then we will be able to rise above the level where we are limited and enter the world of infinite development. Otherwise, we will not be able to go beyond that limitation. Sometimes it seems that everything has reached its limit. With what are we going to live? It is with love. With love, we can create our own environment. If we do not love so as to create our own foundation in the environment, we will not find a place to settle. It is the path of self-destruction. It does not generate any energy. People in the surrounding environment will not like us, and we will have no energy to do anything about it. Hence, the people in our environment will gradually withdraw and become distant. Even those who used to like us will come to dislike us. They should like us more but they will find nothing to like about us. This will be because we have set up a self-centered boundary line. People who say, I am going to put myself first, who live on a self-centered level, cannot go over that hill and settle. They are unable to enter a space of mutuality in which they can make relationships and be welcomed by the universe. People are created to live in relationships, but when they are not aligned with the principle, they will come to nothing. I live with this philosophy of life. Heavenly law protects the perfect object partner who has become one with the perfect subject partner. The ups and downs of history and human circumstances cannot alter this. Even people who use the sovereign power of the Republic of Korea cannot knock down the person who as the perfect object partner maintains vertical alignment with the perfect subject partner. They may use all the power at their disposal to strike him, but because heaven and earth firmly hold the root and trunk, they cannot knock him down. However mighty, those attackers will be broken. That is my philosophy of life. As long as we attend God while maintaining a vertical axis, the people who attack us will be the ones who end up coming to grief. When we attend God in this way, we become the pillar that represents the family, tribe, people, nation, world, and cosmos. Heavenly fortune will protect that pillar, while the people who attack it will certainly be broken. If I obtain money, I do not think of spending it on myself. I may be hungry, but I know there must be someone hungrier than I, and I want to set that money aside for him or her. So I endure my hunger for one hour, two hours, three hours, and on and on, thinking of someone else who may be hungry. When I finally find someone who is hungrier than I am, I give that person my food and pray for that individual to be blessed. When I see that person eating, I am eating with him or her in spirit. When I pray for someone to receive the blessing of being able to eat, I am partaking of that blessing with that person. The person who lives for the sake of Cain inherits Cain's blessings. Cain changes, but because I do not change, I am ascending continuously. 
the person who lives for the sake of the will ascends higher than Mount Everest. He or she puts down roots into a place deeper than the 10,000 meter depths of the Pacific Ocean. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.